Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. I'm so excited to introduce my guest, my client, and my my dear, dear client, Sharon McGregor. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm fine, Barbie. It's good to see you. I know we were in contact a lot, and then there was a pause as we were doing different things. I was doing the work, (laughs) Um, and now we're back. I think cycles, right? Yes. Yeah. So I should have introduced you. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Who are you? What are you? What do you bring to the world? Okay. So my name is Sharon McGregor and I am the owner of a retreat center um, called the Serenity Farm Yoga Sanctuary in North Carolina. But outside of that, I am a, a wellness advocate and it started with my own wellness journey and grew into something that I'm so passionate about. Um, If you talk to me, I'm talking wellness. And I found Barbie at the end of last year when my business had grown, but I had hit a wall and I didn't really know what to do next. And I needed a guide. And I just started looking around for people that I resonated with. And Barbie just kept coming up again and again. Didn't take me long. I'm a generator. Sikram said yes. And I think within two weeks, there was a surprise offer and I just jumped, I jumped in Yeah, and then here we are, one year later. It's, it's almost, I haven't looked at the date, but it's been about one year. Yeah. It's November. So I know maybe we didn't start working together in November, but we certainly connected in November. Yeah. So happy anniversary to us because it's been such a beautiful, seriously, it's been such a beautiful journey. I would like for you to share a little bit more about your background. You were in corporate America. What made you decide to get into this kind of work? Because I want to highlight you too. You're in North Carolina, right? Um, what? Yeah, tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got into this work because you've got a 26 acre retreat. You're a big deal and you're thriving. <laughs> so I will start to tell you, like many, many people, my career chose me. And, you know, I ended up in a job in corporate technology and I did well. And so then I got the next thing, but it was never something that I wanted to do. I I didn't feel energized or I didn't feel fulfilled. But in your 20s, you don't care about words like that. (laughs) In 20s, the job is just a way to get to the weekend and It's only in my 30s I started to realize I had climbed the corporate ladder and I had children and I just felt like a struggle every day. And it didn't matter what success was looking like. Mm -hmm. The struggle continued. And with the kids, happiness, you know, I didn't really know. I couldn't really call myself supremely happy with many of the things. I mean, there were so many things good in my life. But that internal feeling of contentment and being on purpose um, was something that I started looking for that feeling. We, as a family, moved to North Carolina and the shit hit the fan. Um, I got laid off. Oops. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask because I think that a lot of people don't even know that that it's a struggle because, you, as you just said, we're taught to 
go to school, get the job. And that the job, right? Like the nine to five is the thing that's going to make us happy. And so you were caught in the struggle, but what is, what is that? What did that feel like to be caught in the struggle? Cause I want people to recognize themselves well, to, be, to be like, Oh my gosh, and that's me. What was happening was I always described that part of my life was like, I was the person running behind the eight ball. Um, I was running everywhere. I was running to the train. I was running for my children. I was just running. And what really brought it home is becoming a President's Club winner when I joined a sales team and feeling like nothing, just fear and anxiety for the next quarter. No time. It didn't feel fulfilling. I just felt like, oh, my God. And it happened twice, President's Club twice. Um, I was already here in North Carolina from New York, and th- it was it was pretty awful. It was it was just that feeling of being incomplete and a kind of a sadness. It's it's very hard to describe you because do. there's a part of you that's saying you're ungrateful. Mm-hmm. Like look at what you have. You have all these things. You've got children and you've got this husband and this life and these vacations. And what do you have to be upset about? Some people have no food. And I came from Trinidad where I understand what being without really is. So there was this sense of just very self-judgment as if I had no right to these feelings. And I kept like pushing it down and pushing it down. And the other thing, you know, I was married and people liked me and my husband as a couple. <laughs> they loved being around us. We were the dynamic, we were the dynamic couple from New York City, interracial with these beautiful children, private schools, like the whole thing. And I love it. I loved it. I really appreciate everything that I had that the life that my children were having, but yet inside, I was, I was something, there was a big hole and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, I started to suffer from depression. It's real. Yeah. It is real. And I'm just pointing out to the listener how what you're really talking about is you were checking everybody else's boxes. You, you had the the good looking, you were the good looking couple with the good looking children. You had all the things, but those were not your boxes and you were listening to other people's voices. And what, what happens when we live by other people's standards is this sadness and ultimately depression and anxiety because we're not being true to ourselves. Yes. So, and it's amazing to have less and feel more it's like mind-blowing it's really mind-blowing and one of the things that really led me on that path because for a while there I was in my 20s because of where I came from I came from Trinidad a third world nation and my aspirations were to just make it in the big city and I was doing it yeah. And for a little bit in my 20s, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what I saw on Sex in the City. I was, you know, it wasn't on then, but that's <laughs> what I was feeling like this is what I've seen and I am doing it. I only to realize that it was empty. 
Like mm. once you had the things, it was like, it didn't give you anything. It didn't give you anything. It didn't even make me a great mom because I was stressed all the time. Ah, oh, you just said it. Yeah. I mean, when your cup is empty, how can you give to others? And so how could you be, I'm sure you were a great mom, but like, how could you be a fulfilled mom? Yeah. So what was the moment for you that that changed? And you're like, this needs to stop. I can't take being this unhappy. I, my depression got serious and being a happy person, go lucky person, optimism is in my DNA. I actually, we went into um, marriage counseling and the marriage counselor said, you have to take meds. Wow. Um, it will give you the pause that you need between things happening and you can get a little bit more control. And I bawled like a baby. I'm like, I don't take meds. I'm not taking any medication, but I did. And it really helped. Mm -hmm. Like it was like somebody turned the lights on and temporary. It was all temporary because the life remained the same, but the meds didn't help me. It didn't cure me. So what happened is 12 months later, not even 12 months, maybe it was like eight. They told me I needed an increased dosage and I lost my crap. I was like, this is like some BS here because this isn't curing me and this is not going to be my life. It was that feeling of, I am going to, I, 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 I'm unfortunately when I was about 13, I almost drowned in a pool with my friends. And I remember that moment when I decided I'm not going to die today. Mm. And I feel like with the meds, it caught to that feeling like I am not, this is not going to be my life. I am not going to be this mom to my children. I'm not going to die today. And I'm going to do whatever it is. And of course, you know, it was an extreme like shift because it was like F this and F that and you and you and nobody tells me what to do. But that was how I was able to find like the courage, mm. like whatever strength I needed. I had to go down into some beastly places and draw that strong person out of me because I was wilting and I was willingly wilting until I was like, if I died, never having lived the life I want, that would be my biggest regret. And I didn't try. Wow. <laughs> I was like that. No, no. And I had these beautiful children and I'm like, I want them to know more like about their own value. And I can't do that if I diminish myself to stay in this lifestyle without any heart, any, it. Even thinking about it right now, I can, I remember that feeling just like, this is not going to happen. And it's like, I rose from the ashes yeah, I was and just I started going to yoga all the time. I started going to the hardest, hottest yoga that I could find, which was that 105 degrees, um, 40% humidity. And because that if I survived that, then I could survive anything. And I went every day and I went and I went and I went and I emerged. It's almost like building momentum, right? Eventually I'm like, I could do this. I stayed in that practice for seven years. Wow. Because I found my backbone. Hmm. This is there. And my marriage counselor said to me, 
like he called me on my bullshit but he also said the way you go is the way your family goes so if you are falling you don't realize you are you keep them up it's not the other way around but it was like a lack of worthiness because my ex-husband was so dynamic and charismatic and he was strong and I saw myself as weak and subservient like I could never make that kind of money and I could never do that but yes I yes I can but he told me like years after we were divorced he's like I always saw that he's like from the moment I saw you I saw your strength yeah but you know we've done you and I and in in money magnet and in our other in other programs, we've talked about the subconscious programming and all the messages we've received from society, from our family, from our upbringing, and the male figures and all of that. So we know where that comes from. Okay. How beautiful that you got to that line in the sand moment where you chose you. And I've recently been talking about that for myself that I'm like, okay, I had just gotten divorced. My dad died. I just got my PhD. I had gained all this weight. And that was the moment that I was like, enough. I'm starting a new life and I chose me. Mm-hmm. And so, but you have to be, you have to be ready. You know, you have to, you have to choose. I'm not a freaking victim. And then you, then you move, just gave myself goosebumps again. It's so inspiring to hear your, um, your account. Okay. So let's fast forward. I've never heard this part of your story, by the way. So it's fascinating to me and I love mm-hmm. it. Um, let's fast forward to last year. You have a business what was it that with your yoga sanctuary that was you thought your dream come true you were once again finding yourself in a place where you were stuck yes so it's very hard to describe and I will try my best so I I I am a generator and maybe 2000 13 or so, I had someone read my astrological chart and she said, there's a lot of fire. She says, you look like you do things that people think are hard or it's a lot and you make it look normal. So I, especially if I have a vision, what I did was I just started taking the next step and the next step and the next step to bring this yoga sanctuary to life. And it's not like I had a five-year plan or anything like that. I just knew what I wanted and I could see it when it showed up and I, I got that piece and then something else and something else. What I didn't know how to do is I had all of the pieces I had now people seeing me because Instagram started to, people started to follow me and come to the things, but I couldn't figure out like how to grow the business financially um, with all of the pieces in place for the growth to happen. But I had no strategy. I didn't know what to do with all of the right pieces at the right time. And I knew I needed a guide. I did, I've always hired guides. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I never would have even started. Wow. And I needed a guide and I'm like, universe I need someone to show me I need to see it so I can believe it but I want I want someone to guide me and show me what's possible Mm. but I needed the guidance and then you should have then you showed up 
<laughs> I remember you said something like, you know, I wasn't, I, I always, today my hair is actually combed and I've got a little makeup on, right? But normally like I'm like looking crazy and you whatever. Showed up, you kept showing up on Instagram as you were. And that to me is what really first drew my attention. But also every, you know, the first time I saw you, it, you're, you just showed up on my feed and you had pulled your car off to the side of the road and you were talking into the phone like, guys, I just, I just had a moment and I was like, real, that's yeah. real. So what's interesting is that I've never, well, maybe just a little bit in one of the programs in Empress, but I've never actually given you strategies. So what is, what is the work that you and I have really done? So because I think about, I said, I, I didn't have a strategy, right? Did. I didn't even know what I, when I looked into my vision, I saw nothing hmm. like a dark when we got, when I went into that first group with you, but remember like your energy, you weren't selling steps, but I wasn't looking for steps. Mm. Um, I've done so many steps. I was on a sales team. All we got were steps. Yes. But what you were doing, it's like you kept talking about what was happening with you and you were doing this new thing and you were just launching it out there and you didn't say what it was. And I'm like, I'm in. There's something about your energy that drew me. But once we got in, the thing is like strategy doesn't work because it's, it, there's, it's too hard. It, you, it's not malleable for each person. I mean, strategy, the steps. I didn't mean strategy, the steps. Strategy yeah. itself is something that we each have to create yes. based on who we are, what we want, what we used to do and what we want to do. But those 10 steps, they don't work. Yes, say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> say it again for the people in the back, right? Because so many people are still looking for, tell me exactly how to do that. Step one, step two, step three. And like you said, we're each different. So what we need to do is learn how to think about certain things, how to see ourselves so that you can go and apply it to your own life. And the program that you're talking about, it's actually open for enrollment right now, which is unchained. What was that? <laughs> what the I heard the name. Yes. I wonder if you remember this, but before you even named it, we were texting because one of the things when I saw you, I was like, I could be friends with her universe. I want to be friends with her matching energy. Um, you texted me and you're like, I didn't put this out there yet, but it's called Unchained. And my sacrum exploded. I was like laying in bed because we have a time difference, right? You're in the, I'm in the East. Yeah. The East and I was like, that is when I knew because what had happened to me and I found out during Unchained is I was chained to this older version of myself and these old beliefs that I had outgrown mm. and you know I, I grew a business in a vacuum when I had a big bowl but I grew the business to this year because that's where I put my ceiling yeah like I put it there and so when I got there the bigger part of me was like we we gotta break this 
And so in Unchained, you remember how excited I got about identity work? Yeah, it was new to you. That was my, that was the wall that I was hitting. I got to the end of the identity of the person who started the journey and accomplished all of these things and did all of these things and dared to say she was a yoga instructor and dared to be one of the first people doing outdoor classes um, in 20, could have been 12 or 13. I was teaching outdoor, like I dared to do that. So I got, I mean, I ex I exceeded my expectations in terms of what I was capable of. That's right. Fearfully, sort of like, can I do this? And I'll, can I call myself that? But And yes, I, I stepped over, but then I needed to be free, I guess. Yes. Well, two things. Number one, you, a lot of times we have imposter syndrome, but that comes because we're, we're, we're being someone that we're not yet and that we're becoming. And I, I use that example with clients in Unchained the other day. It's like a teenager. They're adulting. They're practicing how to be an adult. Well, when, when you weren't a, a yoga expert, you were on your way there. And so you were, you were not, definitely not pretending, but you were practicing your way there and, and, and making moves to be there. And then you got to a point where you're like, Oh, this is my identity. This is who I am. And we outgrow who we were and who we have become. And then we get to this place of like, okay, well, what's next? What am I doing? Right. So, so what, I guess if we can fast forward again, I feel like we're jumping timelines, which is perfect. Fast forward to when you took the course Money Magnet and then you were, and after Money Magnet, I remember you telling me, you were like, I thought money was going to be like slapping me and hitting me all over the face and stuff and jumping into my purse. And I was like, it can happen, but it just hasn't happened yet. And then like two months later, you said that money was jumping into your lap and all of that slapping you in the face. Yes. So my business was and so so money is definitely something that it's like the onion it's jumping up and slapping me in my face and I have to in, invite more and more and more and more and more and more um looking back so being married to my ex-husband we were not poor yeah <laughs> we had lots of money my relationship to the money was struggle was a struggle relationship and it was all around me we wanted for nothing we did all these amazing things and yet my relationship was unhealthy I wouldn't even call it unhealthy it was scary mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what I mean there was a lot of fear there so uh, after Unchained my the identity upgrade I think was the shift point for me and you reminded me you're becoming so it's not going to happen like a switch mm -hmm. and give myself time to to get into the fit yeah you know what I mean I'm not used to this cut of suit so because it's now tailored to me it might feel different um but give myself an opportunity but the mental identity shift, the permission that I gave myself to call myself an expert, show up as an expert and mm -hmm. start talking across the people instead of still seeing myself as the newbie. I remember. Rising 
And then we took, you guys were talking about uh, money magnets because you had ran that course before you had updated it and you were going to run it again. And I'm like, I'm in because once the identity shift came, then I could start looking at this relationship that I have with money. And I did all the work and what shifted was the feeling. Now I have to be honest. It's not like the fear went away. And in doing the work, I realized like everything else, it doesn't vanish. It sort of recedes as the newer version takes up the space. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember even coming to the end of Money Magnet, I started getting all of these like contracts. People <laughs> were just like, and not only for farm stuff, just for, because I ring in stuff at the farm. So people started wanting to run stuff at the farm, but I got to work the winery. I mean, I literally drove myself up there and told them, you know what'll work here? Yoga. You claimed it. They're like, do it. And then like just all of these opportunities to be seen. And so I was like, wow, every single day, like money's like coming in. It's like literally jumping up and hitting me. And it was coming from other places as well. And I do want to say, so some of the work that we did was the shift. And I had never heard from anyone. You were, you, what is it called? when you um, put the head headphones on and you like self-hypnosis and hypnosis. Yeah. Subliminal self-hypnosis. Yes, because you shared that with us. I think in Unchained, I, I used it all through Money Magnet because I knew there was a subconscious thing that I couldn't automatically change, change. And telling myself stories like, you know that this is true because you saw this and this and that. So this is no longer true because we experienced this. We saw a person with this. This happened to you. Like I started and I feel like during Money Magnet, that really took hold and it started working. And, you know, November is my month where things start to dip because I run an outdoors um, space. And you can't do outdoors when it's 40 degrees. <laughs> this morning, I went to do a wellness seminar with the teachers at the elementary school. And in the live that I did that prom, because after I really had to sit in my car, I didn't cry. But feeling this fullness of being expressed. Yes. And I said, you know, it was only 50, I only made 50, which is nothing. And I didn't mean that it was nothing. I just really meant that this fullness that I feel, I, I got $50. I mean, money is still coming, but I got the value of a new client base of actually helping my community. Moms like me, I understand it all. And they don't even have to run for a train. <laughs> A commuter train to take mm -hmm. them to New York City from the suburbs. I and I just I stepped into what I feel the block was in November. Like I stepped into this 
the expert. This is who I am and this is what I know. And I am not afraid to say oh. something that's different from what everybody else's. Like mm -hmm. you can call me out because I used to be very afraid of being called out. Mm -hmm. And I used to have to check 6,000 places to make sure what I'm saying was absolutely mm -hmm. the expert said it. And now I am an ex expert. And you're and saying I can say to the, and I, what's even better today was really Barbie. I mean, part, part of it is you because you were my guide. When I got there, I expected to be presenting something different. Mm -hmm. When I saw the people showing up, they wanted what I didn't prepare for. And yes. I said, guys, you see my schedule right here? Let's do what you want. And I taught a yoga class in regular clothes. And one of the things is I want people to understand, okay, so don't go in your dressy clothes to yoga class, but yoga is something that's adaptable you can sit and do chair yoga. You can stretch. And I wanted them to just see me in action. I took my socks off, took my shoes off, took my jacket off. Normal person. Normal. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And adapted what I came to present because I know what I'm doing. Oh, is what I'm something? saying is true. Yeah. And I stand in the power of my expertise. And, you know... Another college just reached out to me to do something for their students in the spring about wellness and being, honoring yourself. And I think what we learned in the classes, it's not that I didn't know this, but it's just like being in your energy and the energy of the students. It really, I embody it now. Like you matter. You have to matter to you because the success will come and it's, you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to be able to enjoy it because you'll be sick or, you know what I mean? Or unhappy or on meds and not even halfway there. Right. Why so from that place of power, I teach everything. Oh, this is so beautiful. Oh my goodness. Like that's the transformation. It's, and you, and in August, when we had spoke in something, you had already increased your income by a hundred percent since the year before, Yes, which we're celebrating, but the transformation is so much more than financial. Exactly. It feels like it's the opposite way because the money came and mm -hmm. can I just tell you, it, I'm celebrating it every day. Some days I am still mystified, but the transformation and the embodiment of the power will just multiply it. I mean, I have no doubt at this point that that's how it works. Mm -hmm. a, a gazillion percent. I, I wish that we could highlight that. A lot of times people are, grinding their way getting their way to getting to whatever success is the money but then being unhappy but now you've learned the lessons this is why i love being older as well you don't have to be older to learn it by the way but you've no. learned so much in in life um but now you know that you become it 
And then the money comes as a byproduct as opposed to chasing the money. So just a few weeks ago, because one of the things that you said you wanted to mention before we started recording was that it's a journey. So why don't we just be honest? And you you showed up by mistake late to a class. And I was like, she thought the class was at whatever. She had her time zones wrong. And I was like, okay, what's up with you, Sharon? Like, I know you, right? So I was like, I'm going to stay with Sharon for just a little bit longer. And I was like, what's going on? You're like, everything's fine. I was like, yeah, right. Okay. What's up? And then, so what was that about? Because, because, because of what's going to, what you're going to reveal afterwards, go ahead. So one point I do have to make. So for, you know, people who will, Barbie has not asked me to say or not say anything. But this, all the hair on my arms are standing even all the way up here. So when I joined the class, I was one hour late because I thought it was going to be at one and it was at 12, whatever. So the last five minutes and she's, and she's like, you get to ask one question. And I asked my question. It was such a weird question. Like I knew that wasn't what was And she said to me, why do I get the feeling that you're not telling me everything? (laughs) And that really stunned me because. I've never met her in person. Our relationship has been what you're seeing right now. And in that moment, I realized she really sees people. She see you. If, if, if you're interacting with her, it's not superficial. And so that moment I was, I started to tell her that I've gotten to this point where I feel like it's some deep resonating, like, like, like stuff from my past. Like I needed to go back and, and, and clean it out. And I just really want to remember that some of the old stuff, you know, is still, still there and it's having this impact on me right now. And then she said to me, she's like, so sometimes you get to the plateau and it's on you to be there without trying to create something or create, like now I'm creating work for me to go dig out. And she's like, this isn't, this is, that's how it works. So you rise and then you break. And you have to be willing to stay through the frustration, I think. Because the- so that's human design and you're a generator. I really need to get, um, I want to get certified because I love it so much. So generators feel frustration. And so frustration simply, and this is what I shared to you, and I understand because I am it, like I'm the queen of, I rise and then I hit a plateau and I'm like, it's not working. I feel so frustrated. Ah. But you and I are not the type, just like back then that you were like, I'm not going to die like this. I'm not going to live like this. It was like that plateau. Well, you reached a new height. Look at how far you've come all in the past 12 months. And then of course you're plateauing because now it just means that you're ready for the next level. Right. That's exactly what you said. That's what I said. And I was like, exactly what you said. We don't need to, we're always, this is a very Western thing. I think we're looking to fix ourselves. Right. And I'm like, you don't need to be fixed. Like there's nothing wrong with you. You don't need to keep re-examining your money patterns and all of that stuff. And yeah, yeah, it just means that it's time for a new up level. That's, and you were like, oh, I could see, 
I could literally see like the the sun shining in your face, <laughs> the light coming back and like life. Like it was, yeah. It's yes. And it's, it's, it's such an, it's such an interesting experience. Mm. Far different than I thought it would be, but better. And the better having nothing to do with the external stuff. Mm-hmm the better having to be with the word embodied because that's a word that you use a lot and I taught a class and somebody walked into my class for the very first time and she after the class she says in your class I feel embodied Mm -hmm. and I was like that is a sign for me like I needed to to listen to that like it was a message from somebody else's energy to mine to those places within that um because you know the universe only talks to you in a language that you understand it's not for anybody else and it has to matter you'll know because you'll be like (laughs) (laughs) it's for me normal word yes so and so it's november again and so i just did that i have something with one of the famous universities here in north carolina um, to work on something for them for the spring and another cl- I mean the, it's just it's just everywhere around me but people will only trust me if I trust myself and I think on my life today that was something that it's it's just a little more apparent on my life today when I was saying it was self-trust all along I was looking to trust my own journey, trust my own experience, trust my own point of view and trust my own wisdom. And once that's set as the new foundation, then it's a building again, knowing that you're going to get somewhere and have to rest again. Yeah. Um, And it has rest and time to refuel and mm -hmm and assess and reassess and it's determine where do I want to go like your timing is actually perfect right November you've got all of these well you have forever but you know you have November December to to reflect some more and then see see where we will be a year from now you know yes that is yes that's I mean I hired a virtual assistant and the work that I hired her to do is not actually the work that I hired to do now that I see that for next year. Um, because where I'll be next year, I mean, she's already working on She's already working on it. Yeah. She's already working on it and I can see it. Um, and when I hired her, I thought I hired her to do these mundane things, like yeah. do my tech and hook me up there and get the emails to go through all of these and honestly, I hired her to take all the stuff I have created and for us to start preparing for January, February. So exciting. So exciting. Uh, so exciting. I'm so happy for you. And I can see I can see you doing the your magic and your like serving the world and with such an open heart. And uh, people are so lucky. So how can people connect with you? Um yeah. How how can they work with you? How can they connect with you? Where can they find you? Instagram, Facebook, whatever, all of that website. The 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 way so Instagram, Serenity Farm Durham, 
is the place I'm most active. If it's happening, it's happening on there first. And as we begin to launch our new offerings, it will launch there first. Only because the website just takes a lot of back office stuff and my emails. So you can join my email list. I'm at Serenity Farm Durham and the email is Sharon at Serenity Farm. Follow me on Instagram at Serenity Farm Durham. And from there, everything else flows. Um, We just started a gratitude with a twist um, challenge. And I started this for my own self Mm. because I I was falling under the weight of not being grateful. Like this is happening and that is happening. And it's like, find the thing to be grateful for. And it turned into this challenge that I've been doing yearly. It's just five days. But it's looking at the things that you think don't serve you Mm -hmm. and finding a way to be grateful for them. That just kicked off and it's a little bit more improved. So five days before Thanksgiving. And so join my list or follow me on Instagram and what resonates with you, you'll know. You'll see it. Oh, Sharon, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for just honestly just being yourself and for doing the work I mean you really this only works the work that I have to offer the world only works if you're number one open to receiving it and number two you you do the inner work you are so you live courageously bravely with heart I mean you're you're really I really mean that you're really a dream it's it's truly my pleasure thank you Thank you. And, you know, everything really works out in its own divine timing because here we are seemingly practiced and literally it was just, (laughs) oh, I got some time. I got some time. You want to do this? Sure. Yeah. I had no idea. And I really had no idea when I was going to be able to fit us in because I try not to pack my schedule and I'm like, I'm already like booked, but I was like, Okay, I'm available at this time. And you're like, all right, let's do it. So thank you, Sharon. Thank you so much, Barbie. For I mean, from the bottom of my heart. (laughs) Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you soon.